Hey guys, welcome back. We have a special guest today. We haven't had a guest on the podcast for a while, so we thought we'd be due. Um, and we had Rachel on our list to have on, so we finally got our poop in a group and <laughs> texted, and um, it worked out for both of us to get together. Mariah's with us as well. Hello. So we're going to be talking about sleep um, training today. So Rachel got certified as a sleep consultant in April of 2022, and I'm just going to let her kind of take the reins and talk to us about uh, what her certification is and what led her to be certified. Yeah, so my name is Rachel Conroy. I am a certified sleep consultant, and basically what that means is I uh, took a class, an online course, with a different sleep consultant, so she's like trained in teaching and she does sleep consulting herself too but she taught me through this course Uh, it was a self-guided course so I took it over the a course of a couple of months and then got certified to help babies all the way from newborn up until about age like four or five when they stop probably four um, when they stop napping so uh, when they're done napping that's about when we stop sleep training but yeah I can help babies all the way like I said from newborn to toddlerhood Okay. So what exactly is sleep training? Okay. Yeah. So (laughs) sleep, I think people think that like sleep training and sleep consulting is just letting your babies cry in their room by themselves. And it is not that it can be if you want it to be, but it's basically teaching babies through the skills to sleep independently. So like one of my favorite things that people said when I was pregnant was, well, sleep now while you can, because you're never going to sleep again. And it does not have to be like that. And we learned this, um, through sleep training ourselves. We sleep, I sleep trained our baby by myself and he is a great sleeper. He slept through the night. I want to say through the night. He was sleeping like five, six hour stretches when he was like nine weeks old. And ever since then he's slept really well. So that's what I want to help people do is have their babies sleep independently awesome did they go over like this was one of my questions I had on here before but I didn't write it down um did they go over like all of the benefits of sleep like why babies need sleep for neural development (laughs) like can you allude a little bit more on that like why babies need it but also like why humans adult humans need it too Mm -hmm. did they go over any of that yeah so uh sleep training formally we don't start until babies are about four months old in their first Three, so their first like 90 days that they um, are alive, their brain grows, I think it's like 69% or something. And so they have all of these things, you know, growing and shifting and learning in their first three months. And then when they hit that four month mark, their sleep changes from infant sleep where it's like completely sporadic into more adult like sleep. And you'll know, like if you miss a couple hours of sleep, if you have to wake up in the middle of the night for X, Y, and Z reasons, you feel like crap, feel terrible. And that's how babies are too. When they hit that four month mark and they start getting into that adult sleep um, cycles, they need as much sleep, if not more, they need more sleep than we do. And so the benefits for babies to sleep and their parents to sleep is, it's like health for the entire family. It's, if you're missing sleep and your baby's missing sleep, you're, you're all going to be miserable. Yeah. But Yep. <laughs> right, can relate to that. Yes. <laughs> what was your other question? Okay, well, I had a question that you already answered it though. Who can benefit? Is it just for babies? Um, so I guess maybe just elaborating on that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Would it look different than sleep training like a four month old as it would be like a two year old? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it depends on <clears throat> going back to like who would benefit. 
if your baby's sleeping good, you probably don't need sleep help. Um, so anybody who would benefit would be somebody who's like struggling with that. My baby is not sleeping. I'm not sleeping. I don't feel good. They don't feel good. Those are people that would benefit from sleep training. It's not for everybody. Some people, um, you know, bed share and room share and do all of these things that, that in their baby sleep great. And so that wouldn't be an ideal person. This would be the person who's like up every hour, who can't, you know, it, who can't function during the day because they're up all night, um, whose babies are cranky, whose babies have like day night confusion or colic or things that way. Um, toddlerhood, like entering into toddlerhood is a really good time to sleep train if they've never, you know, if they're leaving their rooms and coming into mom and dad's room and um, disrupting sleep that way. Those are good people to sleep train. Um, you asked me another question. Who would benefit? How would it look would... different from like a newborn versus like a two okay. or three year old? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So newborns, we like I said, we don't sleep train newborns just because their sleep is so sporadic, but we can set up good sleep habits so that when they're ready for sleep training, um, then it then it's a little bit easier. But sleep training a newborn versus a toddler just depends on their sleep habits that they have. Um, a lot depends on their naps, how many naps they take in a day. Um, and then, it, I mean, it really looks different for everybody. If you're in daycare, it can look different than if you are in, um, you know, if you're a stay-at-home mom or if you're in a daycare center versus in-home daycare, it can look different. So really every family um, looks different and every baby looks different. Um, two six-month-old babies who have the exact same outside you know they go to daycare their parents work whatever they have the exact same yeah, schedule like can look yeah. yeah can look so different um from each other it really yeah. depends on your like your home environment and how much time you want to put into it mm-hmm. and how much support you have and yeah there's so many factors that that differ but um basically that the process is going to be not the same but similar no matter how old your baby is, and it really depends on like you and what and your situation yeah, and, and what yeah. you want. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Because I know when we, well, it was probably essentially like the NICU <laughs> teaching us sleep training a little bit because mm-hmm. when we came home, it was like you were on routine because they had to be because they were premature and they had scheduled feedings. But like we kept that when we came home as far as like when everyone nap, like this is for moms and multiples, but like when every, everyone went down for a nap at the same time, mm-hmm. everyone ate at the same time, and we there was like this weird uh Jeremy's gonna vouch for it too this weird transition I can't remember what month it was probably like anywhere between six to nine months when we kind of just like rolled the dice (laughs) because they did change like yeah when they're starting to maybe get through that like sleeping six hours a night instead of waking up every three we were like okay we're just gonna take a chance tonight and we're just gonna (laughs) feed this one and maybe the other one will sleep through it and then they all ended up like syncing up and cycling to the same around 12 months so I don't know. I feel like that was a huge, like every, even though you have three kids the exact same age and they all have the same environments because they all did the exact same thing. They all like eventually shifted out of that phase, probably six to nine months. And yeah. Yeah. So I know I got to look in my journal to like, (laughs) they all slept (laughs) in the same room. We used the dreaded like rock and plays, the, well, the band rock and plays Mm -hmm. because those worked best for keeping them compressed and like sensory you'll allude to that but like the swaddle we had a swaddle Mm -hmm. on them and they were in um the rock and plays and then we transitioned to crib after that and they all just slept by each other 
then was the fun phase of one crib hopping. That's what I was just going to bring up. One, one baby <laughs> in the other crib, the other one getting mad because yeah. they were in their crib. And it was usually Kayla who wanted to sleep by herself, and she still does. And then the other two were just everywhere. That's so, so, so funny. So um, okay, so again, I you touched on this already, but what training style do you use? It, again, it depends on the person, yeah. it depends on the family or situation. Mm-hmm. You can't, you said that you can use a cry it out method if they yeah. want to. Okay, so yep. it's very um, individualized yeah. and obviously for the parents' comfort, so that's yeah. very good. I offer like three, four, like formal methods that I use. So, one is a like very n- no cry or minimal cry. One's kind of a moderate cry and then one's the, the most amount of crying that you'll allow, which we don't, I don't go over 20 minutes for crying and then we'll usually stop at about an hour. So you'll go in like chunks and we'll go about an hour of crying. So really it's not like you're not shutting the door and saying, see in the morning, you know, you're mm-hmm. really intuitive to your baby and what your baby's needs are. And as a mother or as a parent, you know, when is their limit yeah. and yeah. Yeah. so I really work with you can tell when the cry switches mm-hmm. the, when the cry switches from like I'm like upset versus like there's no coming back right, there's right. no like self-regulating <laughs> this yeah. cry yeah. and that's the whole thing thing about sleep training with a consultant and not just on your own is that you have that support to know like when is uh, when is this too much and if you you don't have that like I don't know if they can go a few more minutes we can be on the phone with each other and I can be looking at your monitor and saying okay no they're fine you know I know it's hard as a parent to watch your baby cry but they're okay and so getting that kind of outside support and outside voice of reason is helpful especially when you're dead tired and it's two in the morning and you have no idea what to do so that's what I love about it because do they train you like based on age wise how long is appropriate for them, or it, it'll depend. Yeah, it yeah. just depends on babies. So gotcha. it, it's really there's a lot of freedom and flexibility with sleep training, which I was really had a hard time with in the beginning. I was like, no, I need more concrete answers, but there there aren't. It's so flexible based on every single baby and situation. Mm-hmm. So Um, okay, I think we kind of had the same. You had like, what are some common misconceptions with it? Yeah. And then I asked why can it be controversial? Because sometimes I see a lot of that, like, you know, you should let your baby, if your baby is crying, they need you. And so I see it kind mm-hmm. of like that, I don't know, I guess on social media. So I was just curious what your thoughts are. Yeah. I think the biggest misconception is that, like I said, the one letting them just see in the morning, mm-hmm. cry yeah. it out we don't do that and the other one that I see a lot is um the attachment like you're gonna lose your attachment with your baby if you're meeting your baby's needs if your baby's fed if your baby you know you're taking care of your baby your baby's not gonna lose attachment with you if you're sending your baby to daycare and they're spending eight hours at daycare and three hours with you at home they still know that you're their mother and so that's the same thing with sleep training people think no you're you're gonna lose attachment you you can't lose attachment with your baby and letting them cry for a little bit is no different than they're crying and they need fed and you need to feed the toddler and make dinner and clean the house and do all these things and your baby cries for a couple minutes and they're you know so yeah that's the you're not gonna lose attachment with your baby no you're not it's you can't you can't and sleep training is truly a gift for them sleep that's the other thing people say is like sleep's a biological need why do you need to teach people how to sleep if you, you teach them how to eat food you teach them how to go to the bathroom in the potty you know you teach them how to do all of these other things so I sometimes use that 
word interchangeably of like it's not sleep training because they're not dogs but it's no different than potty training or you know teaching them to use a spoon Mm -hmm. these are life skills that we're teaching them Mm -hmm. yeah I think that with my own experience my oldest um I did not breastfeed very long I just didn't have a good supply I was still in school I didn't like say I needed to go pump so um she was formula oh probably like after her first month and she's was my best sleeper and then my two my other two were breastfed and I think that I created this habit of them needing to get up and nurse at night because otherwise I feel like if they didn't they I mean Madden was able to I could lay her down and put her to sleep uh, and she would go to sleep but she would still have that night that night waking and I started because I had a lower supply because of our protocols from early on but I was always so paranoid about losing my supplies so I would just feed her at night because I'm Mm -hmm. like well then I know like I'm still building that supply or maintaining that supply and I was afraid to not and so then I created I feel like a little monster because she would just wake up and need to nurse and that's how she learned how to go back to sleep so (laughs) so I just yeah Yeah. I think that babies definitely can learn I can go to sleep on my own Mm because she did at one point and then yeah I came in and kind of reversed the whole thing but and if you want to do feedings, I think that's another misconception, misconception too, is that you have to eliminate all night feedings. Mm-hmm. My child woke up twice last night in the middle of the night, and I gave him a cup of milk both times. Like it, so you don't have to. It's you don't have to wean your baby if you don't want to. If you're doing exactly what you did, mm-hmm. is trying to keep up your supply, you still can have that feeding in the night. But we want them to be able to take the feeding and go straight back into their crib and go to sleep without muss or fuss or crying you know Mm -hmm. that extra you don't want to be up for an hour at night when you can be up for 10 minutes hey let me Mm -hmm. feed you and put you back down so it definitely you still can meet all of your needs Mm -hmm. and your baby's needs but they have the skills to okay I ate yep and they know Mm -hmm. I can do that yeah Yeah. I know a lot of moms read about that with because I am lactation counselor too for those of you listening who don't know that (laughs) (laughs) but that's a lot of times to what new moms will freak out about too is that oh their baby is just like not satisfied at all during the day and they're not producing enough milk and then they're waking up super hungry and like wanting to eat all the time and I always tell them like your body will produce as long as you're feeding to supply and demand it will produce what it's supposed to Mm -hmm. and you know what your instincts and what your gut is telling you to do with your baby is the right thing. So, like, you getting up in the middle of the night to keep up your supply yeah. because mm-hmm. that's what you wanted to do yeah. was a totally right thing to do. Yeah. Um, just because that was your goal mm-hmm. to keep it up. So, yeah. um, I don't know. That's, there's always – I just feel bad. For, I've had several first-time moms this last week that have just, like, been super upset about not – thinking that they had enough supply and just having so much guilt associated with what decisions they make or what they don't make about how they're feeding their child. And I don't know, I'm just getting on a soapbox (laughs) right now. But I think that's something that needs to be said too. Like, you know, your baby best, like you are your instincts, like trust your instincts, whether that be with sleep, whether that be with nursing, whether that be with like, you think that they have a tongue tie or a lip tie or a torticollis (laughs) or like, if you know, something's wrong, Mm -hmm. And you have instincts with that. Don't just wait and yes. see. No. Consult Rachel if you're, like, having questions. Consult a lactation or consult occupational therapy if you feel like something's just not quite right. Even if it is all right and it's fine and it's absolutely normal behavior, it's better to get it checked out yes. than have issues later on later on mm-hmm. yeah and to struggle through it and not have guidance too. Yeah. So there's my, there's my tangent. <laughs> anyway, so um, 
I had another question coming off of that. Like, do you talk with the parents then too about like how how they need to be going to bed earlier and like not staying up later as well? Like, is that part of your... It's all dependent on their situation. So, no, I don't tell them yeah. you need to go to sleep at 8 o'clock. But if they, like, they'll start to feel the the benefits of getting that full night's sleep. And so you know what your own sleep night, sleep needs are. My husband can go to sleep at 2 in the morning and wake up at 6 and go to work. Oh if gosh. I went to bed past, like, 10 o'clock, I would be dead yeah. the next day. So you know what your own sleep needs are. But this allows you the freedom to... If you have to do dishes after your baby goes to bed and you have the energy to get up and do that, this allows you to put your baby to bed at 7, 8 o'clock and have that free time in the evenings to, you get it back. You're not, yeah, dealing with screaming babies. Well, and I think that's important for your mental health and your spouse, like, relationship if your Mm -hmm. husband is home with you at night because... If you're exhausted and the kids aren't sleeping and you're both just angry and like, mm-hmm. yeah. don't talk to me or touch me or look <laughs> yeah. at me, I'm going to sleep. sleep. Yeah, it, it's better if you can have wind down time yeah. together. And knowing your baby's needs too. I remember when Walker, so Walker is my son, when we were sleep training with him, I think he was probably like 10 months old around there and he was going to bed because of his needs and how daycare's schedule was set up and all of that he was going to bed at like six o'clock some nights and people were like why are you putting your baby to bed so early and I said if I didn't my sanity would be gone because and it was so great that was exactly what his needs were and I had from six to ten to do I could lay on the couch and do whatever I wanted I could clean I could you know I could do all of those things that I wanted to do because I had that freedom and I was meet his needs were met my needs were met and we were such a happy household we are a happy house because he sleeps so good except for last night the thunder woke him. There are, there are exceptions. Like there <laughs> oh, are heck times yeah. where even if you do sleep training mm-hmm. or consulting, then yes, there are times where your baby might wake up. And... Yeah. And that's another thing too I think people think is that he just sleeps great no matter what. He probably wakes up once a week still in mm-hmm. the middle of the night and he's been sleep trained since he was a little baby, but it, that you wake up in the middle of the night. Yeah. And so when you mm-hmm. if you think about it that way and that you do these things you get up to pee in the night and you might get up and be hungry or thirsty in the night and so you do those things to you think about that in the terms of your toddler or your baby too they still have needs that Mm -hmm. that need to be met in the night so it doesn't mean they're gonna sleep through all the time yeah yeah Yeah. it's just that they can self-regulate and get back to bed Mm -hmm. on their own yeah and then you have the tools that you need to help them if needed so you know if they're crying because they're scared or because they're hungry or you know you can kind of decipher what what that need is and help meet it instead of freaking out and wondering yeah. what the heck do I do here because yeah. I'm I don't yeah you'll you have the skills to to know what to do yes that's cool did you have any more um yeah the only other one I have was um so I wanted to I talked to Rachel I don't know how long it's been now but um when Madden started crawling out of the crib because she shared this toddler tip and I was like that's brilliant why didn't I think of that so if you want to just share about that yeah so just a little bit (laughs) my toddler thumped out of his crib not too long ago and I said oh bleep no (laughs) (laughs) not happening and because a lot of people when their toddlers start climbing out of the crib think okay I gotta switch them to the big big kid bed no you do not have to um there are things you can do to make it safe for them to stay in the crib because we want them in the crib as long as they can so they aren't 
escaping and disrupting and and too much freedom for a toddler is developmentally they're not ready to stay in their own bed without rails yep (laughs) that early so so what we did and it's dependent on your crib and um like I can help you decide if it's safe for you and your crib too but we took the uh, bottom metal part of our crib off and I just put it on the floor underneath the mattress so his mattress is actually sitting on the floor inside his crib and He's not getting out for a while unless he grows like three inches mm-hmm. over the next mm-hmm. couple months, which he won't. But yeah, that's helped keep him in. And now he can't hike the leg over the top. Yeah, so. that's brilliant. I was like, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> keep him in. What did I tell you? Put that rail like, back, back on. Up. Yep. Yeah, I don't have to this screws away. So oh. I need to hike. That need was help. my tip too, was that once you take all the hardware off, I put it yeah, in a baggie right. yes. and put it in his drawer um in his room because I change his clothes often enough that I'll know that's where it's at so you don't lose it and he's not gonna he's not gonna find it in there so yeah yes yeah keep them in the crib as long as you can my mom keeps asking when are you gonna take him out I said never Never. he's gonna sleep in the crib forever yeah yeah we, I don't know if this is legitimate or if this could get me in trouble with Child Protective Services. <laughs> we, so Carter, when he was younger, he always, he would come out of the room constantly. And this was when he was, he was climbing out of whatever crib you put him in. But just coming out continually. So we actually had the baby monitor in the room and put one of those child locks mm-hmm. on the door handle on the inside. Yep. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say you. next. Okay, good. Yeah. Because <laughs> we good. still saw him on the monitor. We knew he wasn't like pulling the dresser on top mm-hmm. of himself or like hurting him himself or he was in danger because we were watching him but yeah we put so they he knew that he couldn't get out and he needed to stay in the room yeah so So. if you are going to switch to the toddler bed some things that I recommend like safety things make sure everything is bolted down the dressers are attached to the wall you know they can't pull anything on top of them make sure there's nothing sharp um I have like thumbtacks in my son's room to keep the curtains um, posted so make sure there's like nothing sharp or nothing they they can get themselves hurt on definitely a monitor that covers the whole room instead of just the crib I think that's something that um you know people forget you want to be able to see the whole room and then the door lock on the inside of the door so they can't get themselves out is a a good thing too because then they're still contained at least and they can't climb into your yeah. bed or that's that would be like terrifying like climbing all over the house and I wouldn't no, heck no. Yeah, we'll lock them in. <laughs> Keep yeah. them chained Especially up as long as you can. Especially if you're deep sleeper and you wouldn't hear them. Heck yeah. I usually heard him, but yeah. I mean, a lot of times I have to sleeper. I hear open the door but... and shove him <laughs> away from the door a little bit. <laughs> I got to get, get one of those handles. Yeah. Madden will go to the door and bang on it. Mom, open the door. <laughs> open the door. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're no. terrible people. <laughs> It only took, it honestly took about a week to 10 days of him just knowing. Yeah. It is what it is. Once they figure it out, they Mm -hmm. they usually can, but. Yeah. So. Did you have any other than the last one? Um, that we. Oh, is there a time that you wouldn't recommend sleep consulting? Um, yeah. If your baby's sleeping well, like if you, if you've got a system Mm -hmm. and it works for you, then you don't need to, even if your baby's waking up three, four times a night and that's working for you. Great then, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, if your baby has any health issues, um, you know, that's something to consult your pediatrician on. I'm not a medical expert in any way, shape, or form. So if your baby does have any health issues that, like I said, we'll talk to your pediatrician about it and make sure that it is safe for them to go into sleep training. Um, 
health issues, meaning like sometimes with like weight gain, they're wanting you to weigh them yeah, up, cardiac issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a whole slew of yeah. um, different reasons to not, but you just want to make sure that it's your pediatrician says that it's okay, that they yeah. can sleep through the night and they, you know, um, that we're being safe about it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I can't think of any other reasons why you wouldn't. It's so great. Sleep is so great. Yeah. <laughs> I could not. Yeah, I know when I don't get it. I'm a grump bear. And my kids are too. Like mm-hmm. mine are five and eight right now. And we all know when we don't get enough sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's just discord and anger and yes. <laughs> frustration. And overstimulation. Yeah. And I get very emotional. <laughs> Emily knows. Emily knows this. I get really emotional when I'm sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. And then I just and I get very overstimulated very easily. So if I'm like we get home and I'm cooking supper and I'm really tired anyways, but then my kids are just not even fighting, but just like being loud. And mm. my auditory system is like going crazy. And I'm like, you guys have to stop. Yeah. Go outside. I, mm-hmm. you know, I just get overstimulated. Really and then your husband so. looks at you like, what's wrong with you? Like, I'm just way overstimulated. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm the but same girls way when I get home. Mom's overstimulated. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I am. Yep. Um, the only other question I had was just if you wanted to talk about your... Um, the different levels of your packages, Mm -hmm. what you offer. So I offer, um, four packages that you can get. So one is a newborn package. So that would be babies newborn to, um, four months old. So it's not formal sleep training, but there's, um, support in helping you build foundational skills so that when you're ready to start sleep training, it's an easier transition than we've done no sleep work at all. And then now we're just trying to figure it out. So I do a newborn package. Um, and that goes for the full three months of your baby's newborn stage. And then there's, um, one, two, and three week packages that I offer. They all include like a consultation, um, and then support via text. So you can text me. There's different hours that you can text based on the package that you get from like nine to three to nine to nine. And then there's 24 hour support in the highest package. Um, did I say they were one, two and three weeks? Yeah. Yeah. So the lowest package is one week um, of support. And that would be like, if you, you just needed a little bit of help or kind of a refresher, um, that would be, or you kind of do it on your own and you, you just need, like I said, a little bit of help. That one week package would be good. Two weeks is the most popular package that people have gotten. And it's kind of a more support. You get a zoom session. So on the first night we'll, I will be on zoom with you looking at your monitor, helping you walk through the whole thing. Cause the first night can be really scary when they are crying and screaming and you don't know what to do. Um, and then in the three week package, you get two zoom sessions, you get a nap session, you have the 24 hour support. Um, that's really the biggest piece of it that people like in the three week package. And then it goes for three weeks. And then with every package, depending on your one, two or three weeks, you'll get one, two or three follow-up calls. So really, if you get the three-week package, it's a six-week package because we'll chat um, for the three weeks following once a week if you need it. I've The um, couple people that have gotten the three-week package on the third, by the sixth week, they're like, I don't need you anymore. <laughs> so yeah, it's, that's good. Yeah, it's been, it's been really great. So, um, but yeah, we'll do daily check-in calls. There's an app that I use. Um, where I can watch your baby sleep in real time. So you'll log what your baby's doing through the night, through their naps, whatever, how they're sleeping. And then um, you can see, we'll see the progress together, but then we'll chat about it every single day. So we'll have a phone call every day and talk about, okay, what worked, what didn't work, what tweaks do we need to make? So it's really 
hands-on. And then if you're not interested in a full package, but you just have like questions or you need a little bit of support, I do um, 30 and 60 minute consultations. And those are, um, you just pay and schedule them with me. And then you can ask whatever you want for 30 or 60 awesome. minutes. So those are cool for if you don't have, you know, a ton of time and you don't want it, but you, you have questions about it. Mm-hmm. Those are really good. And then I also have a $10 DM option. So if you're on Instagram and you want to um, just ask like a quick question, anything that will fit in the realm of a DM, you can send it to me and ask and I'll answer it as best I can. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So how do people, what's your handle on Instagram? Well, we'll post your handle <laughs> to the show notes. Um, but is Instagram the easiest way to get a hold of you? Yeah. Or Okay. It's rachelconroy.sleepconsulting. Okay. But, and if you go on there, there's a link in the in my bio that has um, all of the packages that are listed there. Um, and what else is it going to tell you? Yeah, that's the best Okay. Way. So just message you mm-hmm. on Insta and whatever yes. they're wanting. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. They could email me or call me too if they didn't have Instagram. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you ever meet with people in person, like in their homes, or is that part of one of the, uh, the, the high, higher level? Yeah, the VIP package offers an in home if you're within the, I think it's like a 25 mile radius of McCook. Um, if you want to add, so that's the other thing too, if you get a smaller package, but there's like one thing from the bigger package that you want to add, we can do some upgrades, like a a la carte upgrades to your package, um, and add those things so I can come into your home. I haven't gone into people's home. Uh, that's a lie. I went into one gal's home and did, um, cause I'll do like a nursery assessment. So where I'll look at your space and make sure it's safe and make sure we're, um, doing all the, you know, that the crib's in the best spot and that your sound machine's in the good spot. So yeah, I have done one um, in home, but we can do everything virtual, so it doesn't really matter where you are. Okay, awesome. Very awesome. good. Yeah. Thanks for being on. Hey, thank you. We learned a lot. Yeah, thanks for offering the service. I have so I many people that are always like, what do you do for sleep? Yeah. I'm like, well, we have this. <laughs> I don't. Well, we know Rachel. <laughs> we know so Rachel. So contact yeah. her, so... Yeah, because it's, especially if you want somebody, like, in our area, you can find virtual, yes, but if you want somebody in person, Mm -hmm. and then um, let your friends know, too, if you know any friends that need it. Um, We'll post all of her information on the show notes, so you can link it right from there. Um, Otherwise, you can search her on Instagram, too, Rachel Conroy Sleep Consulting. You can just search it, or at rachelconroy.sleepconsultant. Ting. I think it's in Rachel Conroy dot sleep consulting. Okay, there you go. It's a long so, one. <laughs> yes, that's right. Now the whole Instagram names are taken. We had to do like oh, elevate yeah. wellness underscore PT. You got to get creative mm-hmm. with your yeah. Not, yeah handles. So okay, thanks for being on. Yes, thank you. Welcome back to Relate with Elevate. Today on the podcast, Mariah and I are talking with Rachel Conroy. She just recently got her certification as a sleep consultant, meaning she helps babes, toddlers get better sleep. Therefore, the parents can get better sleep. 
We all know the benefits of sleep. You can Google it. There's a million of them. However, if neither parties are sleeping well, then the household isn't happy and no one is growing and thriving as they were intended to. So I hope you learned something from the podcast. If you have a concern with how uh, your babe or your toddler is sleeping, therefore it's affecting your sleep and there's some sort of discord in that realm, feel free to reach out to her. We will post all of her information in the show notes. She's primarily on Instagram and she has a link in her bio that will show you more information about the packages that she has available and what services she can provide. So thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoy the episode.